What's up, guys? Jason Payne. Blake Clark. Blake Clark, <laughs> host of the Sexy Business Status Podcast, episode number eight, coming at you. Um, this one is not actually going to be live. We're uh, recording this here in studio. My buddy Blake, a real estate mogul here in the uh, the Southeast Valley in Arizona, and uh, one of my good buddies, uh, all things business, from health and fitness to culture to team systems, processes, scaling, hiring, firing, you name it. Uh, Blake's done it all in the real estate space. I've done it all in the roofing space, and uh, and we haven't stopped, and we're going to continue doing it. So right. um, you've already been on my podcast once, yep, about a year ago or so, and uh, and I was like, dude, I need to reconnect with Blake and pick his brain. And it's funny as I bring random people on, and they're like, oh, this guy and this guy. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I have something to learn from the people in that chair. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I just take a nugget and I you know interview one or two people a week. I'm like, that's a hundred nuggets, right? Yeah. From dudes that are you know kicking ass and taking names so yep. uh limitless limitless real estate from so a year ago uh yeah Talk we're going it. on two years now I think, is it two almost. years yeah we'll be at may will be our second year open now second year open yeah cool. so so talk to me about some not numbers necessarily but where where are you at you moved you moved offices yeah yeah right? I just bought an office uh we were leasing our last one i used to yeah it started off as my team office when there was like 10 of us and just mm -hmm. outgrew the thing and just needed something bigger and timing was right and came across a good deal and bought it and so i like to own stuff <laughs> and so i bought it <laughs> love it love it and yeah. uh you know it's funny uh shameless tag to kyle pearson yeah kyle helped you move right yeah Kyle's yeah good dude he's in uh he's in our he's in my coaching program really good dude yeah we signed him up and I'm, he's like dude he's like i need to do this and this and he's like Blah, blah, blah. And I was, you know, name dropping and talking to people. I'm like, yeah, you need to like be moving businesses, not just homes. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, I just did a Blake Clark. I'm like, oh, never heard the name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. <laughs> that guy, that guy. So, yep. uh, Blake, I know you are, you are huge on culture and personal development mm -hmm. with your team as well, too. Yeah. Why, why is that? Obviously, you do it yourself, and a lot of business owners will work on themselves and make themselves a priority, whether it's health, fitness, yep. mindset. But I, th I feel like there's a huge disconnect, especially in small businesses, to to that next tier of employees. My whole outlook on it is you just have to, like, help people become better business people, right? Like, when you're running a real estate transaction, like, what differentiates us from 90,000 other agents in Arizona? It's the same thing with you guys. What differentiates sure. you guys as roofing? The, the better job you can do to help your people become true business owners, the more that you can kind of show them behind the curtains of this is what running a business looks like. I believe that they can make better decisions. That's the thing is mm. if they're out there running a transaction or they're trying to start their business or they're doing marketing, what's the value of putting money into it? And you kind of show them the back end. You're like, this is what it is. And this is where you got to invest in yourself. And this is where you have to become a better person on this end. Because if you can become better here, uh, you know, financially, mentally, become bulletproof here. Physically, you can become in great shape. You know, all of those things, your confidence is going to rise, going to help your business over here. So my philosophy has always been just teach them to to not be me, but teach them the things I know, but become that in your own way, right? And then in return, they become really high-quality individuals, and high-quality individuals put out high-quality results. And that's why my team's performance has been what it is, because I don't just say, hey, run a real estate transaction. Hey, get better here, get better here, get better mentally, get better physically. All around become a high-quality person, and then the rest falls in line, right? I, I feel, no, this is, I'm not in real estate, but I obviously cater to realtors, mm -hmm. and uh I feel like the the big guys, right? I'm not gonna name names on here, but mm -hmm. the, the big guys they're so focused on real estate only that they forget the 
like I said, the the mental toughness, the personal development, the physical part, yeah. where like they'll have a, they'll have an amazing brokerage and give you all the all the trainings and whatnot when it comes to real estate. Yep. But there's a whole separate side of life that could really screw up and make you not even a great realtor right. if you don't have the other shit together. Yeah, the one thing I hate about the real estate space is, and this is why I started my own brokerage, and this is why I did not go join, because I've been at both sides of this. I, I've been on one side where I started out at a super small boutique brokerage. The guy ran it out of his house. Super good guy, by the way. He taught me everything I needed to know, but there was no culture. There was no nothing. We had 60 other agents there at the time. I knew maybe two or three of them. We never mm. got together. We never did anything. You kind of just felt alone and lost in the dark, and like we weren't a part of anything. Um, I've been on the other side of that when I left that brokerage. I went to a really large brokerage, like a big brand out there, and it was the opposite. They had 280 agents, and again, they didn't. We never really knew who it was. We were walking down the hallway. I wouldn't know if they were with me or not. You know, in my brokerage, not in my brokerage. Didn't know anybody that was there. Um, and I just didn't like the feeling of it. I'm like, this is crazy. Like the the brokerage world, in my opinion, was getting it all wrong. Whether they're on the small side or big side, they're not investing and pouring into people. And for me, what I learned in corporate America, because I come from a blue collar background construction job. And then when I got into corporate America, the one thing that uh, they taught me, uh, good and bad, it was unintentionally, but turnover costs companies a lot of money. Like you bring yeah. somebody in and you spend a lot of time training them, coaching them. And then as soon as they get their wings and they leave, they're always going to want to chase the next best thing, especially in real estate. Like, oh, what brokerage has the cheapest splits and what's got this and what's got the oh, They're always so looking. Exhausting. It's, it's like a race to the bottom, you know? <clears throat> and I just don't want to play that game. Uh, whereas though, if they feel like they, they matter, they feel like they're a person there. They feel like you're personally invested in them doing well as an individual, you know what their goals are and you want to help them get there. You have way less turnover. Like I've had one of the lowest amounts of turnover from not only a team perspective, I ran the same 10 people on a team for three years with hardly any turnover. <clears throat> same thing with our brokerage. Now we got 60 people and we've hard, we haven't had a whole lot of turnover. I mean, we've had people that have fallen out of the business that gave up on themselves, whatever, you, you know, it's just sure. going to happen. But sure. for the most part, our turnover is super low compared to most brokerages because we pour into people. And the biggest thing for me was confidently, if anybody ever left my company or organization, I wanted to make sure that I could lay my head down at night and say, I did everything possible and provided every resource possible to help them be successful. And if they weren't successful, it's because they weren't meeting me in the middle and putting work in on their end. Yeah. I love that because <clears throat> people, that, that's one of the biggest takeaways that I've learned watching you, you know, build your business and, and also in mine is that business owners, most of them are not willing to invest the time or the money or the systems, processes, whatever you want to call it, to develop their people. Nope. And then they get pissed that their employees are not performing yep. or not meeting you in the middle, like you said. Yeah. And it's not that they're bad people. It's not that they don't have good work right. ethic. They literally just don't have the right tools and systems and processes right. to be successful. And the business owner doesn't want to like, you know, pull a mirror out, right? David Goggins and, and be like, yo, like look in the mirror, asshole. Like this is actually, yeah. uh, this is actually the business owner's fault, not the employee's fault. Yeah. And I feel like they say people leave the, I think the term I've heard before is people leave the leader, not the job. Yeah. People quit their boss, not yeah, their job. Yeah. 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 And I, I think that's, that's huge. And that's what my biggest thing is, is I always, I have monthly meetings with all my team leads, uh, my leaders and whatnot. And I talk to them like, Hey, what do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Yeah. Now, if I can't do it immediately, whether it's finances or whatever, then we got to set goals and, and put a game plan in place. Yeah. But, um, I always tell them like, I, if you leave here, if you do not succeed here at State 48 Roofing, the only reason why you will not succeed yep. is because you didn't put in the work. Bingo. I will give you every freaking tool, resource. Uh, we, read a, we read a book every single week together. We read a chapter of a book together. Yep. We're on Cardone University, so we have daily trainings. Yep. Um, you know, Similar to what you do, we have uh, monthly um, 
camaraderie type stuff events, yep. right? Yep. Uh, employee pre- employee appreciation events, yep. that kind of stuff. And it just it just I think I have PTSD from where I came from, <laughs> Dude, where, I, same, where I was. Same. I was there for a decade with my uncle, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. we had to beg people to come work for us, and now it's the exact opposite. Where I have people like, hey, are you hiring? Hey, hey, yeah. you're hiring, and I'm yep. like, like, you want to come work for me? Like yeah. you, you like. I didn't send out an ad or even a post like you want to come work for me. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, dude, it's like, oh, this is what it, like running a real business is like when you take care of people and treat them right. Yep. And um, I want to I want to make a huge point of this because I talk about this like crazy. So Grant Cardone went into business with Natalie and Brandon Dawson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know Brandon and Natalie and I'm in their programs and I they're my mentors and they talk about the PPFs or the personal professional financial goals. Mm-hmm. You mentioned it just briefly that um, when you know what your employees' goals are and you help them reach those goals, they one, you have less retention mm-hmm. or turnover, right? Yep. They, they, they they want to stay with you yep. and run, run with that of why it's so important and the success that you've had with helping your employees reach their goals. Well, they feel like they're invested in you, right? Or you're invested in them. I mean, like that's that's what's important. They 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 feel like they have a purpose there. That's the biggest thing. And they do. Every one of them matters to us. Like we take it personal, you know, when my people go through a hard time, it sucks. I take it personal. I weigh it on my shoulders, which some business owners say, oh, you should. And it's not your problem. But it is. I care about them. I care about their families. I have a massive amount of responsibility because they're coming to me to earn a living. Right. So it's one of those things where it's like I need to do my part to give them every tool and resource possible to hit those goals, you know. And then secondly, it ties it all together, right? Why do you get up and do this every friggin' day? Out of all the jobs you can be doing out there, of all the opportunity, why are you doing this and how is this going to help you get there? And then how can I help those two things work? So how can I be the bridge on that? That's what it comes down to. That's the whole purpose of being a business owner. It's it's to serve others, right? Like that's what it comes down to for me at least is, is how can I help people get what they want out of life? And then while we help other people get what they want out of life. So if you do the two of those things together, that's where like the magic happens in my opinion. I don't know. It's... You know, and I, and I made a promise to myself, like when I was when I left corporate America again. The thing I hated, small business, big. The, my experience with it was I didn't know the people I worked with. I didn't like it, and I told myself mm-hmm. if I go down this path of working for myself and then starting a company and having people come work for me, I want to go to work every day excited with the people I work with. I never want to walk through my doors and say I don't like what I do. I don't like these people. I'm not happy because I'm not sure. going to perform at a high level. Luckily, I've created a life that like I love. Like I love the people I work with. I love my company. I love the career I'm in. Guess what comes behind that high performance? Like I'm really good at what I do because I truly have a passion for it. And then now we're pretty picky. I mean, if people come in and we don't sense that same passion for them, we probably don't have them there. Could we be growing faster? Yeah, but we focus more on quality now. So yeah. we learned that lesson the hard way too. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> so let's let's talk about. Um, uh, work, work ethic and yep. as a as a business not as an employee but as a business owner yep. and the work ethic and what it truly takes to grow a business and start a business grow a business and then maintain that growth yep. and the, the constant effort and work that it takes um would be a nugget so those that are watching um are going to be mostly small business owners doing yep. anywhere from zero to three million in revenue okay. um gross and then taking home between i don't know 50 and 250 dollars at most mm-hmm. um and a lot of these guys are wanting to grow their businesses they're owner operators yeah right or they're 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 a solo agent or whatever the case may be yep. it's just a, a one-off thing right now mm-hmm. um what what advice would you give to them in regards in regards to that of how much Grant Gardone talks about that. You know, people underestimate how much time and how much effort you need to put in to get the real results that you want. That's why you yeah. mentioned 10x because yep. 
a lot of people will put in two, three, four X efforts, yep. but like if they would go shoot for 10, they'd actually hit it or get where they want to. Yep. And then do they do two or three or four. They think they're doing 10, but they're not. And then they don't get the results that they want. Yeah. This is the one, at least in the real estate space, this is the number one precinct that people fail is that they, I think they under promise themselves like, or I guess under demand, whatever you want to call it, uh, have their expectations are not in alignment with what it really takes. Mm. So um, I tell everybody like, here's the deal. Like I, people get into real estate or entrepreneurship because they want the freedom. And I don't know if it's something that they watch on TV or some BS that we're all sold and the business owners all hanging out, driving in, you know, exotic cars and living the life while all of his employees work. That's not the way the shit works. Like everybody <laughs> yeah. I know that makes really good money is like big business owners. They're hustling. They're still hustling. I'm still hustling to this day. I mean, I do pretty good, but it, I work for myself and I love it. Like I still run my own business. I'm in the mix. I'm in the thick of it. And the reality of it is, is I treat my business just like any other job that plus some, right? Like a lot of people get into it. I know, especially real estate. I, that's one of the first questions I ask. And if you give me the wrong answer, you're not coming to work with me. Cause why are you here? Well, I want freedom. See ya. Like nothing wrong with that, but your expectations are wrong. You're not going to have freedom. And if that's why you got into this, uh, you've got 10, 15 years of putting in work before you get there. Right. Because you work way more than that. I was, I literally just made a story about that on my social media because I told my wife this weekend, I was like, I don't really feel like working. Yeah, this this, on your stories this I've morning. I've been hustling my ass off. We've been busy right now. Like, this is probably by far going to be my busiest year, which is ironic because it's an economy slowing down. Everybody's making excuses. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm getting this is my biggest year yet. Pivot so, and roll. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, Saturday rolls around, new client comes in by Sunday. Hey, let's go out and look at houses. I didn't have to do that. I got buyer's agents, but it was a friend of mine. I was like, let's just go get it done. Three, four hours, put in the freaking work, you know, instead of making an excuse on why I shouldn't work this weekend and stuff. And it's those little compounding wins every single day of just doing the shit you don't want to do. But a lot of people, they treat it like a job. Oh, it's five o'clock. I'm going to clock out. Oh, it's the weekend. I'm going to clock out. When you're brand new and you have no business, no reputation, no name behind it, you do not pass opportunity up. You do not pass it up for about four to five years. You don't pass opportunity. Yeah, up. the days that end with why yeah. are the days you work. 100%. Before yeah. you even consider, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to just take this week off because I deserve it. No, you, what have you built? What have you created? What have you done? You know, and I make this comment too to people because they have no problem going to work for a job. They'll say a job uh, making three, four grand a month. Uh, whatever that comes out to 20, 25, 30 bucks. An hour. I don't know, but you know, sure. but you tell them, okay, go work for yourself and go work eight hours a day. And they have the hardest time doing it, you know, and it's because they're not getting paid an hourly wage. Um, like for example, one of mine, I'm like, Hey, go, go do social media. Like we're heavy on that. Build a brand on social media. I'll go post it. Take you literally an hour a day to post five, six times a day. It's not that much. Sure. sure. And if I said I'd pay you $4,000 a month to post one hour a day, would you do it every single day for thirty? Oh yeah, I do it. Why? Cause I'm getting paid for it. Well, okay. Remove that. What if you can make 10, 15, $20,000 in sales posting an hour a day? They just don't do it. And that's where people don't have the business mindset. And that's where it comes in for me of, it's not just do this. It's, hey, let me show you the fundamentals behind it and why you should do it. Let's break down, you know, realistically, how much do you make in a year? Even as an entrepreneur, what do you make? Okay, divide that by 40 hours a week, however many you work. That's your hourly rate. Are you happy with that? Nine times out of 10, newer agents and newer entrepreneurs make less as an entrepreneur when they consider the hours they put in compared to what they would just work in yeah, a normal University job. of Phoenix. Yes. Yes. Your why needs to be much bigger than I'm just here for a paycheck or I'm here for a little bit of freedom. You have to have like a big picture vision because you're most likely not going to make nearly as much money for your ROI on time as an entrepreneur for two, three years. Dude, my, the word that, that comes to my mind when you talk about that, especially in real estate, instant gratification. Yeah, there is none of that. They, they, want, they, want, they, want, they want money. They want to make it now. They want the yeah. car now. They want the six figures now. Yeah. And uh, I had somebody 
And they're like, oh, like, oh, we come check out this roof. And I'm like, yeah, they're like, is that going to be you? And I'm like, no. And they're like, why? And I'm like, because I have a team. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you're too cool for us. I'm like, no. I was like, if I'm on your roof, who's building my business? Right. Not yeah. like who? Yeah. The other thing that comes to my mind is something that I teach a lot, especially in the contracting space um, to HVAC plumbers, solar guys, uh, roofers is the, the 2500 rule where it's you write down your tasks that you're doing for the day mm-hmm. you write down every single thing that you're doing, yeah. especially people say, I'm so busy. I'm working 40. I'm working 50, 60 hours a week. Yeah. Okay. I appreciate the hustle and the grind, yeah. but you're just, you're doing stupid shit. Yep. And, and you're, you're either doing $20 an hour tasks yep. or $500 an hour tasks. Cause $20 an hour is like 40, $50,000 a year. Same time pass. So it's what are you getting paid for it? <laughs> yes, exactly. But fi- and that's not including Saturdays or right. Sundays. And that's n- no more than eight hours. Normal forty-hour work week. Yeah, five hundred dollars an hour is a million dollars a year. Got it. Yeah. And so when I did my CEO with Dory, I sat her down and said, "Hey, like I'm so busy, I'm so busy." I'm like, "Dude, you freaking said it again." Yeah. Like so, we literally on this dry erase board, I, I wrote down everything she did. Pop, 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 pop. Yep. And I came up with like thirteen things over a week that she did yep. that were twenty dollars an hour. And I'm Go like, away or be outsourced?" Yeah. Yes. I was, yeah. I was like, "Either you need to take the, this off your plate because I want I'm trying to put on two and three hundred dollar tasks." Yep to her and I'm like, I can't do that when there's a 20. They're the same size, yep. but they have different dollar amount on them. And I, I was like, that. yeah, take that off because yeah. that plate's going to it's like spaghetti. You yeah. only add so much and it's going to overflow. Well, and you got to reevaluate. And I love that you said that because I do something similar. So I teach my agents is it a money making activity or not a money making activity. Mm-hmm. And that's something you should constantly be reevaluating because we get stuck in that, right? Like at some point in your career, when you first start out, you might have to do those $20, $30 an hour tasks because you don't have anything better going oh, on. Absolutely. I did it. I, I was doing $5 an hour tasks. Probably I could have paid people when I first started because you don't have the budget. You, you got nothing but time on your hands, so utilize the time. And your mindset's not there either. You got it. As you run out of time, though, and as you scale, now it's you, you have to buy your time back. The way you buy your time back is say, I'm making this much per hour doing the yearly math I was talking mm-hmm. about. How much do you mm-hmm. make per year? Divide that up. Okay, anything under that dollar amount, you need to start handing that off to other people and replacing that time with the higher income earning activity. So one of the things that I a lot of agents get stuck in is they're not doing money-making activities. And I break down their day, and, and we systematize our whole process. Like, this is one of the things I do for a lot of my top agents, and one of them for me, where it's like, okay, you can hire this person to go do this, and show homes. this person does your paperwork, this person does this. All of your time, energy, and focus, you just bought back four hours a day is focused into generating new business that's going to bring in. And then they get stuck on this. We do the same thing right out of a list of everything you do. If you had a camera following you around all day for these people that say they're busy and your screen. Yes. And you, yeah. yeah, And you had a camera just following you around all day. I guarantee you half of that can go off the plate because you're not as busy as you think you are. You're just doing shit. That's not really benefiting your business. Yeah. And you go back and you watch the the, uh, week's worth and you're like, this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. This is what you're doing. Scrolling social media, doing other crap. That's not actually bringing in new business to your business. That's what you feel as an entrepreneur, your whole job, bring in new business and perfect your process and deliver a great product. And that's it. Rinse, repeat at a high scale. And the more people you can bring in to help accomplish that, or you can help them build theirs out, the more successful you'll be. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, I heard that you went to bed late one night and late was nine 30. Yeah. And, uh, and you get, and you got up at three. I think that was this morning. Actually. Yeah, you said that morning. Was it was like, funny. I was yeah. like, I'm going to listen to this whole thing. It's funny. Yeah. Um, and you, and you get up at three. Yeah. So, Tell me, tell me. So first thing that comes to my mind is Ed Milet, who was on our stage, mm. um, uh, chatted with him a little bit backstage and whatnot, but he also has several videos of this, yeah. of how he turns one day into three, yeah. right? And they call it, he calls it the 21 day work week. Yep. And um, I, when I, when I see you at the three o'clock AM, that's the first thing that comes to my mind. I was like, oh, Blake yep. is one of the dudes that gets like, oh my gosh, how's he so, so successful? Mike, he's actually doing he's working 
almost as hard as he worked a little bit harder than you. Yeah. We still only have Elon Musk only has 24 hours in a day. Yep. Even the billionaires only have the same number of hours a day that we do. Got it. But the difference is, is that you don't start your day at eight or nine a.m. No. Right. Not even close. My day's halfway over by the time. <laughs> right. Well, and yeah. the efficiency too. So yeah. run, run with that. Why is why is from three to nine a.m. like yeah, so golden hours for you? Here's the thing. Like you. I wake up pissed off some days. Like it just is what it is. Like you're an entrepreneur, you're going to carry a lot of stress. Like you don't know when you're going to get paid. Sometimes you don't know where your next paycheck's going to come from. You got people to work for you, employees. You got problems. I mean, the world of entrepreneurship is riddled with a lot of friggin' headaches. Let's just be honest sure. about it. And again, sure. for any of you guys just getting started in this that think it's great, it's not. It's frustrating. It's it's well worth it, but it's frustrating. So, I don't like to give I call it give myself to the world. I don't like to give myself to the world. What I mean by that's wife, kids, family, employees, customers. Mm-hmm. I don't like to give them that version of me that like wakes up cranky and pissed off every day. So, but I also like to have my alone time. Like that's personal development time. So the way I structured my day is I get up every day at three o'clock in the morning. First thing, like that's when I get up is three o'clock. Uh, first 30 minutes, I take my pre-workout in the morning just to get myself up and going, let it kick up. I answer a couple emails. 4 a.m., I go out on a two-mile jog, basically, or a walk is what it is. That's when I listen to my podcast, personal development, and it really depends on what I want to get good at, right? Some of it could be, hey, I need to get better at investing, so I might listen to an investing podcast for a couple weeks. Some of it might be, hey, I need to get better at relationships, right? So it's personal development from relationships. Whatever I need, whatever I'm lacking in will be, that's personal development time for that hour. Sure. Um, number two, like if you ever wake up not feeling motivated, go outside first thing in the morning at 4 a.m. and go for an hour long walk and you'll get your heart pumping. You'll feel good. You're breathing in fresh air. Your attitude will automatically go from high down to low. Always. From there, I go hit the gym and go work out for an hour. After that, go lift heavy weights and stuff like that. And that's a good place. I mean, it's it's time to myself, but I also network a lot. Like I see a ton of people in the gym that know me and I get a lot of business just from talking to people. Just a great way to keep in place, lift weights, get in good shape. But most importantly, my phone starts blowing up by like six or seven o'clock in the morning. If I wake up or six or seven o'clock in the morning and that's where my day starts and I immediately have to jump in to get my kids ready and doing stuff like that, I took zero time to myself. The rest of the world will take from me as an entrepreneur. Same thing with you. You know, employees totally. need things, kids need things, wife needs things, spouse needs things, whatever, friends, customers. The whole world needs you all friggin' day. Where's your you time? Where's your time to give back to you? So that first, I don't feel bad. If somebody calls me at 5 a.m., I'm not answering that phone call. I yeah. don't have to. That's that's my me time. So from 3 a.m. to about 6.30 or 7, I you know get done, come home from the gym about 6, get my kids up, get them ready for school. I drive them to school, get them there by 7, 7.30. That's all me time. I just spent my first three hours of my day personal developing, working out, getting all of my stuff out of the way. So now the rest of the day, I'm ready to hit the office by 7.30 or 8 o'clock, and I'm full speed ahead. Energy is high from working out, spend time with the kids, got personal development done, got my exercising done. Now I have 100% focus work for the next 8 to 10 hours of my day. Yeah, I, that's – so I I don't do 3. I'm like 5 or 5.30, mm-hmm. but yeah, I the the principle is still the same, and I'll yeah. actually use an hour at night too to yeah. wind down. Yeah. Um, but same thing. I know like mentally in my head, seven o'clock as soon as I have five kids, right? Married yep. kids just like you. Yep. And I know seven o'clock that's go time. That's helping yeah. get ready, get out the door, get them to school yeah. and you know, depending on the day and whatnot, but for lack of a better word, seven o'clock, I, I turn into dad mode. Yeah. So personal mode, you know, selfish yep. mode goes away. Yeah. And so, yeah, so five, four thirty, five o'clock, I'm, you know, that two hours or so is huge for me. Uh, I don't even check. I don't check text messages. I don't oh. check emails. Yeah. Um, I will check my social media just because I'm already on it and sure. I can multitask and um, and it gives me an opportunity to create content. Absolutely. Um, based off those questions or issues or mm-hmm. things that are coming up. 
Um, but it's kind of funny because people are like, oh, I don't have time to post on social no, media. I'm do. like, bro, I <laughs> could, I have, I post more shit from 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Yep. in a day than you do in a week. I've already got, oh, man, eight to 10 stories done by freaking 7 a.m. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to get yeah. at is I'm like, people just underestimate. And, and I love what you said because same thing with me. Now, I've had to hire and delegate people because in the roofing space, uh, my phone blows up at 4 a.m. now. Yeah. It's getting hot. Yeah. Um, and so I have a production manager and team where they know they, they can't get a hold of me. Nobody can get a hold of me before 7. Right. If, hey, someone fell off the roof and died, I'll find out at 701. Right. Yep. Right. And it like, just, it is what it is. Yep. Um, because, because I value and cherish that. Because once you give in a little bit, then it just, people will just manipulate it and take advantage of it. Got it. Yep. Um, but it's so huge because sending, take a pre workout, go work out, uh, go, go on a walk, grab my vest. And when I come home, I'm like, I'm running a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred. Your energy like, sky high. There's no yeah. like I'm lethargic or no. any of that crap. Maybe the first five minutes of your walk. Yeah. Um, as you get going. Yeah. But 10 minutes in you're cranking. By the time you get back, you're ready to, you're ready to go freaking, you know, hop in the arena like gladiator, right? You <laughs> just, just give yourself like an hour to think that's to think to yourself. That's the thing. Like you just get a chance, like whatever stressing you out about business or new ideas, you need any of that stuff. You like just, it separates you out of the office that breaks you away from family. It just gives you an hour in your own head to just create and come up with whatever you want without having any obligation to answer to anybody. That's right. The thing, so. And nobody's bugging you. No. <laughs> so you don't feel like your, your clients are like, oh, you're blowing me off. Yeah. Like, because I have people that do like, dude, you, you didn't answer my phone. You didn't call me back. You didn't this or that. Yeah. Like nobody's doing that nope. before 6 a.m. Nope. The, no, just nobody is. Nope. And uh, that, that's huge. Answering it. <laughs> so yeah, so, per, so personal development, um, exercising, right? Getting your energy up and ready to rock and roll because you have people that, you know, go to Starbucks and get these freaking 44 ounce ice blended frappa crappuccino thingies yep. to, to give them that boost. And it's like, dude, if you just freaking, like I said, go outside and just walk for an hour, yep. that would fix 90% of your energy problems yep. even you throughout the day. You won't. Yeah. I mean, like for those of you guys that question it, like what do you, you go to the gym and you come out nobody ever is like, oh, I'm so mad. I went to the gym. Like you always feel good. Even on the days yeah. you don't feel like working out drag yourself in there by the time you walk out of there you feel good about it yeah, imagine so I, having that feeling every day it's just a it's just my morning system my morning routine that i can doesn't matter if i wake up happy doesn't matter if i wake up upset doesn't matter if i wake up unmotivated it doesn't matter by the end of those three hours my mood is elevated and i'm ready to hit full swing so i'm going in from a very consistent standpoint every day like i feel i can i know what i need to do to get myself at, at peak performance by 7 a.m when everybody's ready to see well me. and you've done this con consistently enough and I, 75 hard kind of got me in that habit yep. um that if I do not work out on a Saturday or Sunday, yeah. my body goes through like withdrawals. Yeah. yeah. Like my, my brain, it's like, hey, why didn't you work out? Why didn't like you feel lazy? <laughs> yeah. I feel lazy. I feel I do I feel I don't feel motivated. No. Nope. Like, and I'm like, I feel like garbage. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm like, what the crap's wrong? Like, what's wrong with my body? It's like, dude, well, you went out of your daily routine. Yep. And that's why, like, they're like, How many days a week do you work out? And I'm like, seven. They're like, You work out every day? Absolutely. And I'm like, Absolutely. I, maybe a day here or there yeah. at best. Yeah. And case in point with my wife. She's uh she's she's getting back on the on the fitness train and whatnot. Yep. And uh yeah, when she leaves, she leaves at like eight fifteen. She'll uh or eight thirty. She'll go back at nine fifteen, and I'll be doing emails and calls and zooms and whatnot. Yep. And then I'll go into the office after she gets back, right. watching the kiddos. And the days she doesn't work out, I leave. I just leave immediately. Yeah. But the day she does come back, dude, she's happier. Yep. She feels great. It, yeah, you might be sore and tired and sweaty, but yeah, like you're happy you did it. it. And she has more energy. Her yep. attitude's different. Like. I told her, I was like, I would love for you to work out every day from 8.30 to 9.15 because yeah. you, you're a different human. Yeah. You just are. It's and the most underrated thing. People just don't understand it. And I, I put that message all the time. I'm like, get out first thing in the morning. Go Like, if you're just rolling out of bed, get up and go outside. Go see how you feel. And like, it's just, it's so underrated. I don't know. People, 
Yeah, they should really do it. <laughs> yeah, well, and then the, yeah, I just and like do an ice a nice bath. I'm like, that's cool and that works. And yeah. I I talked to Gary Brecka about it, and it's yeah. you know it's good stuff. But like people just use that instead of working out. I'm like, why can't you just do both? Do both. Yeah. Like, go, go yeah. take a knife bath and then go take go go freaking jog it off for two hours or something. <laughs> right. Or go. go jog and then go whatever you want yeah, to do. Yeah. Do. So um so that that being said. The, our audience, those listening as well too, they are also in the hiring phase. Yep. So you and I, I mean, I have 75 employees. I, <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I've come to the understanding and it's never going to go away as long as I continue to grow. Mm-hmm. I have a $100,000 payroll every Friday. Yeah. Give, give or take, you know, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. But it's, it's right around six figures every Friday. Yep. Um, those people that are hiring are, are they're and you and I are both there, just even a brief... 30, 40 months ago. Yeah. Talk to me about, or to, to the listeners about when you hire your first assistant, because like I said, that you know, that 520 rule, we want to do those $20 tasks. Cause they're easy to do. Yeah. They, they're little quick wins, yep. right? So it feels justification. Yep. Like, even if they didn't get what they needed to get done, those two or three tasks, like Andy for talks about, right? Yep. The power list. Yep. You don't get those things done, but you get these all like 10, $20 an hour tasks done. Like it's, it's still $20 tasks. Yep. Um, when it comes to hiring somebody and you're you're not making a ton of money, you don't have a ton of cash flow, and you hire somebody, you're not responsible for that payroll. Yep. You're not responsible for that person's paycheck, and indirectly, their rent, their mortgage, their car, baby formula, groceries, all that kind of stuff, yeah. and you're going to supply that for them. Yeah. Um, help them, give them, give them a nugget of how they can overcome that intimidation or that fear of hiring their first employee and actually having someone else to... Uh, you know, basically take care of other than themselves. Yeah. Like for me, it's always just been higher out of necessity. If anything, I am honestly hired too late. I ended up taking way too much on my plate where I'm just like to the point stressed out of like, oh my gosh, I'm doing so friggin' much right now. So I've gotten a lot better about that. Uh, but also the benefit of hiring people that are just better at things than you're good at. That's the thing. Don't mm-hmm. just go hire to hire, but Huge. for example, like my personality type is I'm a driver. Like I love results. I'm very outcome driven, very results driven. I I don't care about details. I don't care about any of that stuff for the most part. And you're going to be really hard pressed, like, because everybody's got different personality types. You're going to be hard pressed to find a person that's like extremely organized, but also extremely driven and just very fast paced, not a critical thinker, right? They're out there. But for the most part, like what I've learned is, is hire for your weaknesses. So for me, I'm not an organizational type guy. I hate organization. It's just not my thing. I don't want to, and I can force sure. myself to do it. I can do it. I get better at it, but why be frustrated with it when I could just say, hey, I'm not good at this. I'm going to hand this task off to you. So for example, with me, one of my very first assistant I hired, I hate paperwork. Like for me in real estate, you have to do a lot of paperwork. I yeah. can do it. I don't like it. Uh, but it got to the point where I was turning my paperwork in so late, I was getting fined for it from my old broker because I just was turning stuff in. It was it literally it would be done. It'd just be sitting on my desk. I just didn't turn it in. That's how bad <laughs> I was at it. It's where he was hitting me with like $500 fines, $800 fines. And before you know it, I mean, there was like this file that ended up having like, I don't know, something crazy, like eight, 900 bucks late fees. And I'm like, I could have just paid somebody to do this, like a transaction coordinator. And now I have to pay the late fine and I still have to do it. So why don't I just go hire somebody to do it? Now, the second piece of this is where a lot of people they screw up is they say, I'm going to go hire just to hire because I just don't want to do this anymore. That's not true. Like do the task that you need to do until it's time to hire somebody, especially if you're running on a shoestring budget and you're new and you just don't have the bankroll to hire somebody do the work until you can no longer do like, Oh my gosh, I'm so busy. Like I need to bring somebody in to help out with this. But the other important thing of this is use that time to make more money. That's the thing. A lot of people say, I'm going to hand all these tasks off and then they just go golf. And with that time, no, take that time, buy it back right. and do things that are going to earn yourself more money. If, especially if you're worried about, is it worth hiring somebody? Can I afford them? 
like, so what that looked like for me was, okay, I'm going to, the time I spend doing paperwork, that's probably costing me right now. I was doing, you know, four to five transactions per month, doing my own paperwork. I was probably spending close to five to 10 hours a week on paperwork. I'm going to hire a transaction coordinator to go do this slash personal assistant. That same five to 10 hours I took and I ramped up my marketing instead because I was really good at marketing. So I handed off tasks that I didn't want to do and I didn't love and I paid somebody to do that. And then I bought that time back to now do something that earned me more money, which was marketing, which would bring in more business. So I doubled up on my marketing time. Now, if I just handed off those tasks and then took that same to five to 10 hours and just went and hung out, that was a waste of time. Of course, the ROI on that's not going to be as high. I just bought myself time on the couch. You need to buy right. yourself time back in your business to do things that are going to earn you way more friggin' money. So that's the secret. Just hire people, but reuse that time wisely to I, do high income earning activities. Yeah. So that's that's the funny part is because I know people that they're like, oh, I want I want the freedom. You hear that? I want I want freedom. And Get I'm that like, out of your head. I'm like, dude, I was <laughs> like, you you don't have anything worth. Like, you didn't earn it. You didn't well, earn yeah, you didn't. Yeah, well, you didn't earn it because I I get I get I still get crap. They're like, oh, you know, you're doing this this coaching thing and your roofing company and well, it must be nice to like just do podcasts all day and hang out and <laughs> this and that. And I'm like, D- don't forget that I've been doing this since 2010. Yep. This is year 13. <laughs> I was like, there was a, t- I was talking to my wife about it just the other day. She's like, I remember you never, like you never came home before the sun went down in the summer, yep. which is 745, eight yep. o'clock. Yep. She's like, you didn't come home until the sun went down. And that was like my thing. Like, oh, the sun's going down. I stopped working. Like, oh, it's 730 or eight, not five. Right. And, uh, and during monsoon season, we get calls and they need, you know, these emergency tarps and restoration companies, insurance companies, and they either didn't have the crews or my crews were already asleep. Yeah. Right. And I have these VIP clients are like, dude, like I got water coming in and sure enough, my freaking wife, I'd be like, Hey, I gotta go. Yep. She's like, fine. Don't wake me up. Right. Like that's, yeah. and, and I'd freaking 11 o'clock at night, dude, I'd freaking go out and go tarp that roof. And, yep. and, uh, and Saturdays, I remember Saturdays I would have to, depending on the, the game schedules of my kiddos, I would either work, you know, like four or five o'clock in the morning till nine or 10, then do games. Or I would, uh, you know, do stuff in the morning and then I work from, 12 until dark yep. right and 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 randomly on saturdays and stuff like that and so that was i like i said it's it's just mind-boggling that when you do have the cash flow and the opportunity to hire somebody and delegate it that time is not let me just go go hang out with people all day long no. and <laughs> like the reason why blake's here blake values his time yeah. right but he's here this podcast why because there's there's relationships there's networking yep. and there's opportunity between the two of us yep. this isn't like a hit like and by the way I don't know whoever hops on a podcast for like fun just to hang out. <laughs> if I was on this Blake, I'd I'd be at the lake on his boat right now. If, yeah. if, if Blake and I were going to go hang out, we'd yeah. be on the lake. We, yeah. We're not sitting in a chair, present record. Yeah. So like this is actually it doesn't look like work. It might not feel like work, but this is this is actually work. Yeah. Um. And the and the repurposing the content right. So, yeah. um. That's some somebody brought that up last week, and I'm like, you guys, you just don't get it. Man, it's a headache to do podcasts. Like I literally do mine on Saturdays. Usually, is when I go in and film my content. It's the last thing I want to friggin' do. Like I get up, I go to work, I run a coaching program myself, and I get done with that. Then I got to zip into the office and film content. I would much rather be hanging out, riding my razor, doing some other fun crap. Yeah, at the lake. Yeah, <laughs> rather than sitting at my office filming podcasts. That's crazy. <laughs> hey, so so what makes Limitless? So this podcast is a sexy business status podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what makes Limitless sexy? What makes it appealing for people to come work? 
Yeah. Uh, we develop people like that's it. Like so, I think what makes it appealing is probably the mindset that we have behind it. Like I'm very 180 for most brokerages, right? Show up, hang your license, do the best you can, have a good day. I'm the opposite. I don't really want you there unless you want to be a business owner and be a true high scale. And I'm going to develop you. And I'm going to be a little hard on your ass. Now, not hard in the way of like telling you get on the phone, make your dials, and you know just slave drive you, but. I'm going to have high expectations for you. Like if I'm showing up every day and I want you to be more successful than you want to be successful, you don't belong there. And so we're really selective with who we bring on from that perspective. We'll sit down, we meet with people and we turn a lot of people away a week right now. Like I probably could be a whole lot bigger than we are right now. Uh, we went through a phase where we were bringing on a lot of people at first because when we first announced we were opening, we had a lot, a lot of people come over. I went from 10 people to 40 in like two weeks. It was oh, a geez. huge culture shock for me. Woo. It really shook things up. I learned a lot of lessons in that because uh, a culture I had built with a close 10 people, I had throwing, you know, 30 more people into the mix and it was, it was tough. Like I learned some lessons on that and then we're like, yeah, let's grow. Let's get the volume. We got that up. And then you just have a lot of people hanging around that aren't actually trying to work. And then, so we were like, okay, like hmm. realistically, what are we, what are we here for? And we're there to turn out some high producing friggin' agents. Like our agent to deal ratio is one of the highest right now in the, in the, you know, uh, in greater Phoenix area right now. Sure. Um, Queen Creek in our marketplace, we're the second highest producing brokerage and we're going against brokerages that have 400 people. And I got just, I was say, yeah, you're 60 and these guys yeah. are in the hundreds. Yeah. Plural. Yeah. And so that's what makes it special is that we invest in our friggin' people. Like they come in and we teach them how to be business owners. You come over to us. The first thing we do, we sign you up for a PLLC. We show you how to save money on tax strategies. You know what I mean? We, have full-time videographers. We show you what it's like. Here's how you utilize social media. Here's how you market. Here's how you do this. Here's how you hand off things off your plate. Here's how you hire a TC to handle this. And then you're going to hire this buyer's agent to do this. And your job's going to be out and do this. We teach them the blueprint to be a truly successful agent because it does nobody no good. It won't do me any good having you come hang out at my office and not do anything. And it won't do you any good coming to learn from me if you're not actually making money. That's not why you're there. So that's one of yeah. the things that makes us who we are is, yeah, I mean, and, and secondly, we're limitless. Like, I don't, there's no income earning potential, like, cap on any of this stuff. Like, you can are, earn. Are there you caps can, other places? You can grow as much as you want. Yeah, I mean, we have caps with us, but what I mean by that when I say there's no cap is is that how much money do you want to make? Okay, great. You can do it. Like, I'm not going to tell you it's not possible because everything's a system sure. and a process. We have everything from, hey, I'm a solo agent to... You know, I'm happy doing this much. This is my. This is what I need to bring in for my family. This, this right here, this income. Uh, how can I create this life? Like systematize everything to where I can do this, make this much money. I'll teach you how to do it. Mm-hmm. How do I start a full on team? We just had a team go out and start their own brokerage, and I taught them how. To, like here's how you do it. Here's what it looks like. Here's the systems. Here's the processes. Go have fun. And I showed them how to do it. You know, like I'm not going to be selfish and not te- teach people how to do that stuff. You're there to learn. I don't have the expectation you come to me and you're stuck here for life. No, you come sure. to learn. You come to earn. And then from there, whatever you decide to do, if you decide to stay, you decide to stay because you love the culture or you move on to that next step of your career, whatever that may look like for you. Mm. It's, it's it's funny that you that you talk about that, how you, you're basically building entrepreneurs. For sure. Yeah. Right inside of you. And yeah. and that's what I try and tell my people. I'm like, dude, I was like, there's no, there's no cap of what you can make. So a couple of my oh. guys came from GoDaddy, and Verizon, where the corporate world, where they really do have caps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only sell this much, and after this, you don't get either. Any- some some brokerages have that in the form of, uh, like in the real estate world, you can only. Uh, so, for example, if you're on a team, all your production has to go in your team leader's name. None of it. So, like some agents get zero credit for their business or building, Oof. which I don't agree with. I've never done that from friggin' day one. I don't. Yeah, like that's it. terrible. Excuse the numbers, hardcore. 
Uh, some brokerages say you can only be a buyer's agent. You're not allowed to list. Some brokerages, you know, hey, you're going to only, you know, basically handle buying transactions. We're going to handle the selling as your team. Just things like that where they limit your business as a whole where I don't believe in that. You show up, I'm going to show you how to run. In a, you want to be me one day? Let me. Here's the whole blueprint on how I did it. Step one to step 10. Well, and flips, yeah. right? Dirt All lots, yeah, land. I mean, yeah, we got investors that work for us. I got a couple of guys that work for me that own home investor franchises. We buy ugly houses. That's all they do is fix and flip properties, wholesaling, land deals. We do everything there. So. Yeah, you guys are doing a land deal in the pecans right now, right? Uh, we have yeah. a lot of land deals in the pecans. <laughs> <laughs> Love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah, so th- so at my roofing company, that's that's what we talk about. Any of my sales reps that come in, I'm like, hey, I don't know what your goal is, but my goal is and my expectations are is you're going to sell X number of dollars at this commission percentage, which makes you a minimum $100,000 a year. Yep. And they're like, wait, I can do that? And I'm like, yeah. Absolutely. I was like, dude, there's no, I was like, you can sell as much as you want. Yeah. I was like, because if you're doing that and you're, as long as you're selling it at the right price point right. Yeah, and, yeah. and you're following my, you know, my, my guidelines and, and what you're supposed to be doing, dude, I was like, you can sell, you can make as much money as you want. And Absolutely. one specifically one dude that came from GoDaddy and one that came from Verizon, they're like, dude, they're like, they only made like 110. They, he's like, I could have made 130, 150, but at this at this cap, they literally like you can't Start make suppressing you. Yeah, yeah they literally like it goes against you. So crazy, right? Like, let like your people, let your people eat, let them run. Like if they're yeah. gonna hustle and work, let them win. Because the more they win, the more you win. Like and, it's crazy. If they're losing your money, losing you money, different conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, they're go, they're and you why, lose the momentum. Why penalize energy? People that are highly motivated. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like these guys are motivated. They have momentum. They're yeah. killing it. And then you want to go talk to the good dudes that are like. Oh, little Johnny, let's go kill it we, together. We it's actually like, incentivize them to do well because they get a cap with us. Like the more production you do, once you pay a certain amount into the brokerage, you're capped out and you drop to a flat fee. So the and on top of that, we provide leads for them that we apply to their cap. We the goal with me is to get you to cap as fast as possible. I want you sure. to earn friggin' money. I want you to feel like it's a fair exchange and a fair win. So, you know, it only incentivizes them more if you show them like, hey, you can earn as much as you friggin' want. And once mm. you earn this much, I'm gonna take the reins off. You're capped out, you don't pay us anymore. Now go. Run with it, you know. So. There you go. Okay, last thing before I let you go. The the number one takeaway you'd give to somebody, a, a small business owner, entrepreneur, right, grinding in the trenches uh, like you and I still are, but in a different way, yep. uh, you know, two or three or four years ago, um, what would be your biggest takeaway for them right now? If, if you could give them a nugget, what would it be? I think to be a really good entrepreneur, focus on three things. Focus on your mindset, focus on your physical fitness and your health, and focus on your financial situation. Those three things. If you focus on all three of those things, you're going to be an extremely well-rounded individual. You know, if you've got a crap ton of money, but your physical health is in the garbage, you don't feel good, you're not going to be motivated to do it. You know, if your mindset's weak every time you come up with an objection, which believe me, in business, <laughs> you're going to have so many obstacles. You have to have a bulletproof mindset. You have to have an elevated mindset. You have to be positive as much as possible when you're around your people to keep them motivated. So if you ever put those core three right in front of it, have a good mindset, have a good physical, you know, uh, fitness, be in good shape, stay in good shape, make sure your confidence is high because if your confidence is high, you can sell, you can close, you can work, you can be in good shape, your health's good all around. And then financial, you know, focus on financial success, focus on like what we were just talking about. Is this a good money-making activity? Is it not constantly reevaluating? Hey, as I scale up, is this a task that I could easily pay somebody five or 10 bucks an hour to do when realistically I'm a 50, 80, $100 an hour employee doing fight? Okay, I'm going to hand this off and I'm going to focus on scaling my income up. You know, keep those three things in mind. The rest falls into place, obviously, behind work ethic. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. There you go. All right, guys, uh, wrap this up here. I got Blake Clark, Limitless Real Estate, one of my buddies here in the, in the uh, studio today. Uh, my name is Jason Payne, host of the Sexy Business Status Podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate you. See you guys.
get that motivation to not give up and not be a quitter.